Welcome to the third season of Learning Bible Truth Ministries. I am the founder, host, and teacher, Dr. Kamala D. This ministry is here to teach you Bible truth. Teaching truth allows you to grow in faith and learn how to walk in God's amazing grace. I sometimes read entire books in the Bible so you can know the story, not just the scripture. I also teach a series about a certain subject, so I want you to invite family and friends. Get your Bibles, grab a pen and paper so you can take notes. Now sit back, relax, and learn Bible truth. Saints, today is Wednesday, June the 15th of the year 2022. I will be airing an episode of what I call episode number nine based on a 1997 series uh, entitled Race, Religion, and Racism that was taught by the late great Dr. Apostle Frederick Casey Price Sr. Now, I have chosen some episodes out of sequence, you know, to kind of rush it through. And um, I've been listening to a lot of these CDs just to see which ones I want to air. So I chose this one and it, it, it you know, um, if I were to be in sequence, we would be on episode maybe number 50. But this is my episode number nine. He is talking about how and where the information came to, to some of these racist white scholars, racist ministers of the gospel, how they got the information about how colored people or uh, black people got dark skin. Unbelievable. I, some of it is comical to me. It is just comical when you think about the mindset of man, of a human being, and how if it wasn't for the racist white ministers, racism would never have gotten off the ground in America. Never. They got the stamp of approval from these so-called white ministers, but they were racist. And people just listened to them, you know, because the average person in a church think that whatever the man is saying in the pulpit is telling the truth and they are speaking on behalf of God. And they are not. So with that said, I want you to sit back and listen to Bible truth. Uh, we, we finished up with uh, the bishop. It, for those of you that were here, I just that, that'll suffice it to say. I just say we finish up with the bishop, if you'll remember. And then uh, I quoted from uh, a book entitled The Wolf by the ears hyphen Thomas Jefferson and slavery because the thing that we had read in reference to what the bishop had said were very very negative and very unscriptural and uh, I actually close out with this last statement the wolf by the ears Thomas Jefferson and slavery by John Chester Miller copyright 1977 by the Free Press, a division of Macmillan Publishing Company. On page 47, Mr. Miller states, quoting Thomas Jefferson, I quote, Here Jefferson reflected the age-old belief. Now, I want to go back to this and use it as our lead-in to what I'm going to talk about today because we're going to pick up on some, some more stuff y'all got your air sick bags with you but anyway here Jefferson reflected the age oh say age old age old belief that blackness was somehow a curse end of quote now <clears throat> let's look at this so-called curse and see if it is valid I have alluded to it before in this series but I want us to go to the book of Genesis now, chapter 9, and look at the so-called curse that the church, the church, 
the white segment of the church. And again, this may be your first time here. Don't take any of this personally unless I mention your name. If I don't call your name, then it's not about you unless you're guilty. But I, I'm in the process of, and, and this is by divine direction, by the Lord himself, to ferret out and expose the root systems of racism in the church. Okay? And so, this is the way the Lord led me to do this. We've got to get it into our spirits and into our minds so that we can, if we need to, make corrective adjustments so that our future generations are not saddled with the same garbage we've been saddled with all these years. But we have to go back and unearth the root systems of racism. Find out where it started so that we can cut it off if we have unwittingly been a party to the crime so that we can stop it if it's in our life, in our thinking, in our family. Because it's, as I've said it over and over again, and I'll continue to say it, racism is not genetically transmitted. It is not in the DNA. It's not in the genes. It is not in the blood. You can't get it by having a blood transfusion. It is socially transmitted. And we would not have it today if it, not, if it had not had, it, had its origin in the past. You can't have today, as it were, something that wasn't in the past. And so since we still have racism present, unfortunately alive and well in the church, then we need to find out where did it come from and do I have any of it in me? And a lot of times people are real quick to say, oh, no, not me. Oh, no, I love, I love everybody. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I love everybody. Until my son comes knocking on your door to take your daughter out. And then we all of a sudden find out, hmm, no, look like I do got some cobwebs in this closet somewhere. Mm -hmm. Need I say more? I just use that as an illustration. Now, Genesis chapter 9 and verse 1. Genesis is the book of beginning, so whatever started in the beginning, we ought to find it in Genesis. Genesis chapter 9 verse 1 says, this is after the flood was over. Noah, his three sons, their wives, and all the animals that God directed to go into the ark were about ready to depart. Verse 9 says, so God blessed Noah and his what? And said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Now, pick up on this. It says, so God blessed Noah and his sons. Plural. So that means all of his sons were blessed by God. Now, I want that to sink in. Because we're going to be looking at some things very shortly that'll, well, <laughs> you need to have this. All right. So God blessed. Now, notice that blessed in my Bible, it says, so God B, 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 like in ball, B, L, E, S, S, E, D, blessed. So God blessed Noah and his sons. Now, I don't know what you have in your Bible, but, but the word B-L-E-S-S-E-D in my Bible is not spelled C-U-R-S-E. Now, I, 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 first, I, 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 Now, in that same chapter, go to verse 18. It says, Now the sons of Noah who went out of the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And Ham was the father of Canaan. These three were the sons of Noah, and from these the whole earth was populated. And Noah began to be a farmer, and he planted a vineyard. Then he drank of the wine and was drunk. Say drunk. drunk. 
Then he drank of the wine, verse 21, and was drunk and became uncovered in his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers outside. But Shem and Japheth took a garment, laid it on both their shoulders, and went backward and covered the nakedness of their father. Their faces were turned away, and they did not see their father's nakedness. So Noah awoke. Now, 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 now notice... Notice what is conspicuous here in its absence. Notice that there is not, I repeat, notice that there is not a period after the word awoke. In other words, it did not say, so Noah awoke. It said, so Noah awoke from his wine. <laughs> Note this very carefully. So Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his younger son had done to him. Then he said, cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants he shall be to his brethren. Not to the white race, not the black, brown, red, or yellow race. It said he'd be a servant to his brethren. It said be the Lord God of Shem, and may Canaan be his servant. May God enlarge Japheth, and may he dwell in the tents of Shem, and may Canaan be his servant. Now again, notice what's conspicuous in his absence, because all this stuff that we've been reading... And, and ferreting out, it's talked about the curse of Ham, the curse of Ham, the curse of Ham. There is nothing in this account where God, where Noah cursed, or where God cursed Ham. In fact, not only did, did not God curse Ham, Noah didn't even curse Ham. Because as drunk as he was, he realized he could not overturn the word of the Almighty God. Hallelujah. Remember verse 1, and God blessed Noah and his sons, not his grandsons, his sons. If you didn't know it, there's a difference between grandchildren and children. They belong to you at a distance as an extension, but your sons, they are definitely you. Okay? It didn't say, and God blessed Noah and all of his posterity, said Noah and his sons. So God blessed Noah, and Noah, as drunk as he was, coming off of his hangover, had enough sense to know, I cannot overturn the judgment of the Almighty. And so my question is, how can anyone else overturn what God has done? How dare any person, preacher, minister, bishop, teacher, say that Ham was cursed when there is nothing in the book that reflects the fact that Ham was cursed. And beside that, God didn't curse him. God didn't curse him. See, if God curses you, then the curse will stick until such time as God removes the curse. Noah was a man just like every other man. Absolutely. I want to intervene right here because he's not going to clarify this. Noah was not divine. Noah was not a prophet. He was not a priest. He was just a, you know, pretty nice guy. And God never spoke through Noah, just like he never spoke through Job. So uh, I want y'all to pay attention to that. Now let's resume. Uh, with one exception. He had a hangover when he was cursing. 
You cannot be that deceived. You cannot be that stupid. You cannot be that ignorant. You cannot be that foolish to think that God would honor the word of a drunk. Watch this now. And place a curse on what God Almighty created. Now, let's go to Numbers chapter 23, and we have it in black and white. Why Noah couldn't have cursed Ham. Now, I'm making an issue out of this because we're going to get into some information in a moment that you've never heard before. I'll, I'll, I think I'm safe in saying that 99 and 9 tenths percent of you in this physical audience and those watching me have not heard this before. They tried to hide it. But they did not know that Sherlock Black was on the scene. <laughs> elementary, my dear Watson, elementary. <laughs> Number chapter 23. And this is the story when Israel was on their way from Egypt to the promised land. And they came to a certain place and a certain king named Balak, B-A-L-A-K, tried to hire a so-called prophet or soothsayer named Balaam to curse Israel. And this is what Balaam said. Number 23, verse 8. How shall I curse whom God has not cursed? And how shall I denounce whom the Lord has not denounced? Now, I, the only reason I want to interject here, because if you continue to read in uh, Numbers chapter 21 through 23, you will also hear Balaam say that he had received commandment from God. Balaam was a prophet, not a soothsayer, a commandment from God to bless Israel. And he already blessed Israel and he can't put it in reverse. Okay, I, I wanted to t share that because uh, Dr. Price left that part of the scriptures out. That's why Noah didn't place a curse on Ham because we read it, God blessed Ham. So the ones that try to promulgate the idea that since God cursed Ham and of course the curse was blackness, No, this is true. The curse, the curse was blackness. Uh, let me intervene here as well. Um, Dr. Price is being sarcastic right here. The curse was not blackness. What he's trying to say, I don't know why he just didn't say it, is that what the racist white people were saying. They were saying that, yeah, um, Noah, or not Noah, God cursed Ham and, and, and the curse was black. Now, the word Ham means black in the face. Now, Ham, name was Ham before any of this started. So he was already black. God made him black because that's how God wanted him. Noah had three sons and between Noah and his three sons and his grandsons, the whole earth was replenished. That's all I'm saying. I want y'all to, uh, you know, not to have any misunderstanding about this. Listen, let me go back and read it again. From the wolf by the ears, Thomas Jefferson, your, one of your 
first president, drafter of the Constitution. Listen to this now. Listen to this. Quote, here Jefferson reflected the age-old belief. See, age-old. See, it ain't no new belief. It's age-old. That means it's old with age. The age-old belief that blackness was somehow a curse. And the early founding fathers of this nation used that age-old belief to justify their enslavement of black Africans. Since they've been cursed, then we have a right to enslave them. To them because they're cursed. Now let's look at some other historical ideas about Ham and the curse of blackness. Because I want you to see how deeply rooted this is in the church. It is in the church. So that you can do a little introspection and check yourself out. Because see, you, not, you may not realize it, but things have been planted in all of us subliminally. From childhood. Things we don't even remember consciously being told that or taught that. But it causes a response to come up out of us when we're faced with certain situations. And we really, if our life depended on it, we could not really justify why we feel the way we feel at that moment in time. And it came because of implantation subliminally over time. And so we need to go back and look at ourselves to be sure we don't have anything in our heart that causes us to act and react the way we do. Otherwise, we'll just continue to perpetuate our feelings to our children, to their children, and the beat will go on. But I'm here to tell you that the beat must stop. Amen. Amen. In the Encyclopedia Judaica, that's J-U-D-A-I-C-A, Encyclopedia Judaica, copyright 1971 by Keter Publishing House Limited. That's K-E-T-E-R, Keter Publishing House Limited, Jerusalem, Israel. On page 1216 and 1217, we find an interesting account. Now, there, when I did this research, there are a lot of, see, the, the Encyclopedia Judaica was written for Jewish people. And because of their traditions and their history, they would understand some of these abbreviations. There's a lot of abbreviations because as the Encyclopedia gives these statements, they refer to other writings, obviously, that Jewish people would know that other people would not know. So I'll be giving you just, all I can do is give you the, the letters, you know, the initials of it. But that's not really what's important. What's important is what they're saying. But just so that you'll understand. And the reason that I give it is so that you can go check it out, anybody that's interested. So that you don't think I'm just coming up with something out of the top of my head. Which is what I've been doing all the way through the series. Not coming out of my head, but giving you references whereby you can go check them out for yourself. Okay. In the Encyclopedia Judaica, copyright 1971, as I aforementioned. In an account in the Agadah, this is A-G-G-A-D-A-H, in the Agadah, and I quote, Ham's descendant, Cush, that was one of Ham's sons, Ham's descendant, Cush, is black-skinned as a punishment for Ham's having had sexual intercourse in the ark. Oh, don't laugh, it gets better. And this is quoting from the, I believe this is the Sanhedrin, or Sanhedrin, it's called S-A-N-H period, 108B. 108B like in ball. When Ham saw his drunken father exposed, he emasculated him, saying, quote, Adam had but two sons, and one slew the other. This man, Noah, had three sons. Yet he desires to beget a fourth. This is found 
in some of their writings, Genesis, not the Genesis that we know, but Genesis R, 36, chapter 36, verse 5. This is some other writing. Noah, therefore, cursed Canaan. Genesis 9, 25. We just read that. Ham's fourth son, since through this act, he was deprived of a fourth son. Genesis R, like in Robert, 36, verse 7. According to another opinion, Ham committed sodomy with his father. This is the Sanhedrin or S-A-N-H period, 70 A, like an apple. And Noah cursed Canaan because Ham, together with his father and two brothers, had previously been blessed by God. This is what I had said a few moments ago. This is found in Genesis R, L-O-C period, C-I-T period. These are in parentheses. Genesis R or G-E-N. Let me say it that way. G-E-N period, R period, L-O-C period, C-I-T. Now, I want to interject here because I, I know some of you were uh, contacting me saying you were confused about some of the stuff he was saying because of the way he is delivering it. Um, you need to pay attention to when he is quoting something from a book written by a racist individual and from the Bible. And he's not making that clear, but just pay close attention. Right now, he's not quoting from the Bible. That's why he is giving you Genesis with some letters and stuff. And it's a dangerous thing to try to add some stuff to God's word because that's what he is repeating. What was written in an encyclopedia by a man. Okay, not God, by a man. Okay, let's resume. Another tradition, all this is in this encyclopedia. Another tradition attributes the curse to the fact that it was Canaan who castrated Noah. Ham was nevertheless to blame because he informed his brothers of their father's nakedness. And this is found in PDRE 23, whatever that is. PDRE 23. Going on, the encyclopedia says, Canaan was so wicked. We're talking about age old. Get this? That's, this is what people have been believing and passing on. Mm -hmm. Now, we're getting an opportunity to get some idea. Now, I realize, and I'm sure, as I've said before, all the way through this, don't get personal on me. And I'm sure it's probably not every single Jewish person. But perhaps others in that community have been thinking of us this way because of their age old teachings and traditions. Listen to this. Canaan was so wicked that his last will and testament to his children was. See, these are the things that have been circulated and believed. And what you have been taught will help to create your mindset concerning the life you find yourself in. Canaan was so wicked that his last will and testament to his children was, and I quote, love one another Love robbery, love lewdness, hate your masters, and do not speak the truth. End of quote. <laughs> Unbelievable. This is found in PES period 113B. These are all writings. Going on. Ham was also punished in that his descendants, the Egyptians and Ethiopians, were taken captive and led into exile with their buttocks uncovered. Isaiah 20 and 4, and then Genesis R 36 and 6. 36 chapter, I guess, and verse 6. Ham, now get this, Ham was responsible for the ultimate transfer to Nimrod of the garments which God had made for Adam and Eve before their expulsion from the Garden of Eden. From Adam and Eve, these garments went to Enoch, and from him to Methuselah, and finally to Noah, who took them into the ark with him. When the inmates of the ark were about to leave their refuge, Ham stole the garments and kept them concealed for many years. Finally, he passed them on to his firstborn son, Cush, who eventually gave them to his son, Nimrod, when he reached his 20th year. This is found in PDRE24 and SEFER 
H-A-Y-A-S-H-A-R, comma, Noah 22. All these are writings apparently in the Jewish community somewhere. Now, that is indeed interesting, don't you think? Yeah. But we are not finished. Let's look now at a book entitled The Legends of the Jews by Lewis Ginsburg. The Legends of the Jews by Lewis Ginsburg. L-O-U-I-S-G-I-N-Z-B-E-R-G. Jewish Publication Society of America. On page 166, 168, and 169, volume 1, we find these words. I quote, After the sacrifice was completed, God blessed Noah and his sons. He made them to be rulers of the world. Well, wait a minute. If, 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 if God blessed Noah and his sons and made them Noah's sons to be rulers of the world, that'd be meaning that Ham be a ruler. Everybody stand up. I've been very nice over quite a few weeks now. I have a, I have a, uh, I have a procedure that I use for people that go to sleep on me. I make everybody else stand up. Now, if you want to go to sleep while you're on your feet, that's fine. But when you fall, ain't nobody going to pick you up. Okay? Now, in volume one, we find these words. After the sacrifice was completed, God blessed Noah and his sons. He made them to be seated. You may be seated. Quote, check the person on either side of you. If they have the droopy eyes like some folk I'm looking at right now, nudge them in the side because we'll be standing up again. Guess what? I spent three years in... Well, listen, I, I spent three years in exhaustive study. If you bring your tail in this building, you're going to listen. <laughs> All right. Quote, after the, after the sacrifice was completed, God blessed Noah and his sons. He made them to be rulers of the world as Adam had been. And he gave them a command saying, be fruitful and multiply upon the earth. For during their sojourn in the ark. Now, this is Mr. Lewis Ginsburg. In a publication entitled, The Legends of the Jews, Volume 1. Be fruitful and multiply upon the earth. For during their sojourn in the ark, the two sexes of men and animals alike had lived apart from each other. Because while a public calamity rages, continence is becoming even to those who are left unscathed. This law of conduct had been violated by none in the ark except by Ham, by the dog, and by the raven. They all received the punishment. Ham's was that his descendants were men of dark hued skin. <laughs> That's not in the Bible. People coming up with their own theories. I said this before, I'll say it again. This ought to lift every black-skinned person out of the doldrums of low self-esteem and inferiority complex syndrome. Here's why. There has 
to my knowledge, there has never been another race, so-called race, they call it race, but we know there's only one, but for the sake of discussion, there has never been another race except the black race that everybody has gotten on their case. Everybody. Satan must know something. Mm -hmm. It, I said, it doesn't make sense. To oppress a group of people for no other reason than the color of their exterior, which they had no responsibility for having. And it wouldn't be so bad if there was one group that got on their case. Everybody. Everybody in human history has attempted to oppress black people for no other reason than the color of their skin. We must be a peculiar treasure to God. We must have a purpose for Satan to have fired his artillery at us for all these years. See, you only exert energy, time, and resources to oppress someone who is a threat to your domination. believe that we have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. What did King Herod do when he got the news that Jesus was born? Tried to kill him. And since he didn't know exactly who he was, he killed every baby that might be within the time frame of when Jesus was born to try to get him. Baby boy. The devil has tried to stamp us out, tried to exterminate us, and the more he has tried, the more prolific we have become. Listen to this. I mean everyone has been on our case. You got to be some kind of idiot, stupid jerk to believe that the color of somebody's skin is a curse. I mean anyone. That's ridiculous. Just absolutely idiotic. All right, listen to it again. Ham's was that his descendants were men of dark-hued skin. End of quote. Have you ever heard of anything as ridiculous as that? Well, hold on, because it gets better. Ginsburg goes on to say, I quote, In his drunken condition, Noah betook himself to the tent of his wife. His son Ham saw him there. And he told his brothers what he had noticed and said, quoting Ham now, the first man had but two sons. Just talking about Adam and Eve. And one slew the other. Cain killed Abel. 
This man Noah has three sons, yet he desires to beget a fourth besides. End of quote. Nor did Ham rest, Mr. Ginsburg goes on, nor did Ham rest satisfied with these disrespectful words against his father. Oh, pick up on this. He added to this sin of irreverence the still greater outrage of attempting to perform an operation upon his father designed to prevent procreation. <laughs> when Noah awoke from his wine and became sober, he pronounced a curse upon Ham in the person of his youngest son, Canaan. To Ham himself, he could do no harm, for God had conferred a blessing upon Noah and his three sons as they departed the ark. We read that. Therefore, therefore he put the curse upon the last-born son of Ham, or the last-born son of the son that had prevented him from begetting a younger son than the three he had. The descendants of Ham through Canaan, therefore, now I have to get myself together. I mean, some of this stuff is difficult to read. Therefore, he put the curse upon, this is Noah, put the curse upon the last born son of the son that had prevented him from begetting a younger son than the three he had. The descendants of Ham through Canaan, therefore, have red eyes because Ham looked upon the nakedness of his father. They have misshapen lips because Ham spoke with his lips to his brother about the unseemly condition of his father. They have twisted curly hair because Ham turned and twisted his head round to see the nakedness of his father. Well, now saints, look, I told you some of this stuff was comical, but people believe that. Now this is not being quoted from the Bible, this is being quoted from a book that a racist wrote. People believe that and you wonder where racism come from and why the the global hatred of people of color uh, is so severe. People believe this stuff. These books been circulating since the 1600. Now, let me resume. Wait a minute. Listen, listen to this. Listen to this. And they go about naked because Ham did not cover the nakedness of his father. Don't laugh. They believe that. If they didn't believe it, they would have never written it. You don't put down for the benefit of posterity what you don't believe. You would never commit it to the printed page unless you wanted others to know the truth as you know it. So you Negro did not know that your curly hair is a result of Ham having turned to see the nakedness of his father. All right, let me go on now. Let me read that again. I don't think you got that. The descendants of Ham through Cain. This is Mr. Lewis Ginsburg in a book entitled Legends of the Jews. The descendants of Ham through Canaan therefore have red eyes because Ham looked upon the nakedness of his father. They have misshapen lips because Ham spoke with his lips to his brothers about the unseemly condition of his father. They have twisted curly hair because Ham turned and twisted his head around to see the nakedness of his father. And they go about naked because Ham did not cover the nakedness of his father. Thus, he was requited. For it is the way of God, the way of God, to mete out punishment 
measure for measure. End of quote. Now, to show you how pervasive this, this idea was in reference to what we just read from the Encyclopedia Judaica and Mr. Lewis Ginsburg in Legends of the Jews. In a book entitled Sex and Race, Volume 3, by J.A. Rogers, copyright 1944, renewed 1972 by Helga M. Rogers, author and historian J.A. Rogers gives us another exposure to the ancient ideas about Ham and how the black people became black. On page 316, Mr. Rogers says, and I quote, the beliefs that the descendants of Ham, that is, the Egyptians and Ethiopians, became black because Ham was cursed by Noah, originates in the Talmud and Midrash. These are Jewish writings of old, Hebrew Jewish writings of old. Listen to this again. They originate in the Talmud, the Midrash, and other rabbinical writings of from the 2nd to 5th century A.D. End of quote. Quoting again, there are three... Now remember what we read from the Encyclopedia Judaica and what we read from Legends of the Jews by Mr. Ginsburg. Keep that in mind now. I want you to see how pervasive this is. And I wonder how many of them believe that today. If we get down to the nitty-gritty, nitty I wonder. If they believe that, they pass that on. And that's why people have their attitudes today. See, it's, un it's unintelligent. And the white race is supposed to be very intelligent. Don't take this personally. Don't take this personally now. You know I'm telling the truth. Y'all think you're pretty smart. And everybody else is pretty dumb. You know that. I know it and everybody else knows it. Come on now. Huh? But it is unintelligent to judge anyone without even personally having any personal contact with them over time. You can't even make a judgment about somebody on a spot encounter you got to check people out over time person may have had a bad day that day and didn't feel too well and that's why they acted the way they acted you got to see them in the good times and the bad times you have to see them over time before you draw a conclusion i mean that's an intelligent person would do that anyway that's why this stuff is still in the church nobody wants to admit it and deal with it. All right, listen to this now. Quote, the beliefs that, beliefs that the descendants of Ham, that is, the Egyptians and the Ethiopians, became black, became black because Ham was cursed by Noah, originates in the Talmud, the Midrash, and other rabbinical writings of from the 2nd to the 5th century A.D., end of quote. Quoting again, there are three principal versions of this legend. Oh, we just read from the legends of the Jews, huh? Mm-hmm all of which have a basis in sex relations. That's why the white folks want to keep the black folk, especially the black men, away from the white women. That's always been the fly in the ointment. Sex thing. Let me read that again. I quote, there are three principal versions of this legend, all of which have a basis in sex relations. End of quote. Quoting again, the chief one is that Noah forbade all the persons and the animals in the ark to have sex intercourse. Ham disobeyed the order. The dog followed his bad example. <laughs> and the raven, as a result, all three were cursed. Ham was made black the dog was attached to the body of the female after intercourse, 
and the raven which had incited the other animals to have intercourse was punished by being made to copulate through the mouth. Sanhedrin or Sanhedrin 108b. These are in the writings. Now watch, I just, I just quoted directly from Mr. Ginsburg. Now, historian J.E. Rogers is also quoting from Mr. Ginsburg. Lewis Ginsburg, I quote, Lewis Ginsburg, The Legends of the Jews. Now, I quoted from volume one. Mr. Rogers is quoting from volume five, page 56, 1925. Says, I quote, this is Lewis Ginsburg, The Legend of the Jews, volume five, page 56, 1925. Says, I quote, the older sources, Sanhedrin 108b, and then another publication called BR, period, 36 and 7. I guess it's chapter 36, verse 7. Uh, Yerushalemi, or let me spell it, Y-E-R-U-S-H-A-L-M-I. And then T-A, apostrophe A-N-I-T. Numeral 1, 64-D. T-A-N period, Noah, that might be Talmud maybe, but anyway, T-A-N period, Noah 12. And all these are references that Mr. Ginsburg is quoting from. They state that three, San, as I said before, Sanhedrin 108, etc., 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 state that three were punished because they did not observe the law of abstinence Never had that happen before. Okay. Okay. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, the devil don't like this. State that three were punished because they did not observe the law of abstinence. Because, listen, they all three state that were they the three were punished remember ham the dog and the raven state that three were punished because they did not observe the law of abstinence while in the ark ham the dog and the raven ham became the ancestor of the black colored in parenthesis race end of quote see also volume one page 166 of this work that is legends of the jews by ginsburg quoting again the midrash rabbah that's R-A-B-B-A-H, Genesis, Noah, chapter 37. That must be some kind of a publication, I guess. Uh, Genesis, Noah, chapter 37, gives a different version. It says that in the quarrel between Noah and Ham, the former said, you have prevented me from doing something in the dark. Then there's S-C period cohabitation. This is another reference. Therefore, your seed will be ugly and dark-skinned. <laughs> Rabbi Huja, that's H-U-J-A, Rabbi Huja said, see, Mr. Ginsburg is quoting from all these different Jewish references. Rabbi Huja said, Ham and the dog copulated in the ark, therefore Ham came forth black-skinned, while the dog publicly exposes its copulation. Page 293, 1939, I, like Isaiah, I period Epstein, that's E-P-S-T-E-I-N, editor. On page 317, Mr. Rogers points out, and I quote again, Ham, one part of the legend goes, prevented Noah from having sex relations by castrating Noah while the latter was in the ark. Another part of the legend says that it was not Ham, but a lion, that struck Noah in his privates, mutilating him as Noah was leaving the ark. When Noah got drunk, as the fable goes, and started to cohabit, he forgot his injury, with the result that his semen was scattered over the ground. In this humiliating state, Ham laughed at him. End of quote. In other words, this twisted legend, which has no more scientific foundation than the Uncle Remus stories of Br'er Rabbit, was firmly believed 
in for centuries by supposedly intelligent white Americans and is still accepted by millions of them. Didn't say all, did I? Okay. Moreover, as I showed, Sex and Race, Volume 1, Noah's alleged curse actually worked in reverse because the sons of the alleged Shem became slaves to the mythical Ham for over 400 years in Egypt. Huh? So, this thing is so ridiculous. I mean, ridiculous. Quoting again, this rabbinical concept of how Negroes became black was written long after the Jews had left Egypt and were in Europe, at which time the Jews, who were very likely, got your seat built on? Mr. Rogers, his, this is a historian now? <clears throat> uh, this rabbinical concept, I'm quoting, this rabbinical concept of how Negroes became black was written long after the Jews had left Egypt and were in Europe, at which time the Jews, who were very likely black people originally, had become fairer through mixing with lighter-skinned Asiatics and Europeans. The whole story evidently had its basis in the rivalry over the land of Canaan, which the Jews claimed that God had given them as an inheritance before, or an inheritance forever, or more likely because the Egyptians had made concubines of the Jewish women. Placing a curse on a people is still used as justification for taking what they have and otherwise exploiting them. End of quote. Quoting again, this myth becomes all the more contradictory and ridiculous when one recalls that the thing held most sacred by the Jews, the holy fire in which Jehovah used to make himself manifest, as in the burning bush of Moses, was black. The fire was black. This is Ginsburg. Volume 2, page 303. Add to this that in Daniel 7 and 9, Jehovah, the Ancient of Days, is pictured as having the hair, and I quote, the hair of his head like pure wool. That is, according to Jewish legend, he was both black and woolly-haired. End of quote. And I'm out of time. Saints, I, I look, I don't know what to say after this one, but um, except that it's going to get even worse. It's going to get better and worse. So with that said, I'll play another episode, um, maybe early Saturday or late Sunday. And until next time, remember that God is good. He is good all the time. God doesn't have any hate in him. He doesn't have any division in him, except do not be unequally yoked with a non-believer. Anyone who does not believe in Jesus Christ, we should not be equally yoked with them. Okay, it doesn't matter your ethnicity. God doesn't have a problem with anybody mixing. And God never cursed ham. God never cursed black people. Racist white people wrote this mess. None of this is in the Holy Bible. So until next time, I hope God keeps you, God uh, provides for you and your family, God heals you, and that God delivers you if you have any hate or discord in your heart for another human being. Peace out. I hope you were enlightened by this message. If you have any questions or comments about this particular episode, please send your questions or comments to talkingbibletruth.cd at gmail.com or you can send me a direct message through my podcast by clicking on the message button located on the homepage of all my podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, and Radio Public to submit your remarks. I should note that you must be a follower of my show to submit a voice message. So don't forget to click the follow button. You can also support my podcast financially by accessing the homepage on my podcast and clicking on the support this podcast button. Whatever you choose to donate will be greatly appreciated and used to help further the gospel. 
I am praying for God to give you a return on your donation. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 14, the Apostle Paul says, In the same way, the Lord commanded that those who proclaim the gospel should get their living by the gospel. English Standard Version. Please sow your seed in good ground with a cheerful heart because God loves a cheerful giver. Now until next time, my sisters and brothers, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We walk by faith, not by sight. I am your host and teacher, Dr. Kamala D. Rightly dividing the word of truth in peace and love. And remember, continue to walk with Jesus. I thank you for tuning in and I hope to see you next time.